Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock, where we remember the 90s. Don't ask us how old we are. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. We remember all of them. I remember every single, uh, every single bit of them. Every one of that 90s. Yeah. All, all there 10 was, of them? Yeah. There, there is a, a, um, a TikTok, Amber. Oh, that there was this person who um, was was going to a bar and they showed their ID and they're like, oh, it's okay, I got it. I see, I, I see the one, and they're like, you see the one? And they're like, yeah, it starts nineteen. It doesn't start two thousand zero. Yeah. So, so if I see a nineteen, you're, you're good. I don't have to see the other numbers anymore. We're in twenty twenty two, baby. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. That's horrifying, Amber. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, I mean, good Good on them. They get a nice, fun shorthand now. They don't have to pay attention to the rest of them and their numbers. It's just, oh, yeah. 19, you're good. Yeah. Remember, like, learning, uh, I don't remember anything about the, the roaring 20s, but we are now in the 20s again, Amber. And uh, it's going to be, people are going to look back at it. And these are the new 20s. No one is going to be amused or want to relive these 20s. No. Like, they're not going to be, oh, I would like to adopt the style and have a retro party for these 20s. Nope. Mm. Nope. There is no the, fondness for this decade. The, re- the retro party is not a party. <laughs> it's quarantine. Let's party like it's 2019. You know, mm-hmm. before a fucking global pandemic. Actually, yeah. no, fuck that shit. Trump was still president. Yeah, it still, it still wasn't good. No, no. How did you guys screw up so badly? Oh, okay. You know, I guess that's why I live in an irradiated, you know, poison dome of sadness. This makes sense. This all tracks. That's why I'll never get to pet an otter. Oh, man. We weren't allowed to pet otters in my day either. So, yeah. Yeah, there you go. And, And the future otters are all dead. Well, this is just very sad. You've made Erica really sad. Erica specifically, yes. I've also made yeah. myself sad, so now we're both in the wrong. Are we? I don't know. So the 90s, Megan. Yes, Amber. They were a time of baggy clothes. Uh, they were, yeah, uh-huh. I, baggy clothes were the fashion. You got to mm-hmm. wear them baggy. That's just... Yeah. I miss that. Yeah, wasn't that nice? Although there was a lot of, like, midriffs. With yeah, the, but with the baggy. you would do the midriff, but then you'd have something baggy on over it. Yeah, true. Like a sweatshirt or a sweater or so they, you, it was a too short tank top that showed the tum-tum, mm-hmm. but then you had a baggy thing over it. So you, you could just, it was a beautiful time. It was also a time of wonderful music and videos for the music. Megan, do you remember music videos? I, I do. Like, are you talking about like a music video television? I am indeed talking about the MTV. Oh, the MTV, where you would wait for your music video to come on, and you'd be so excited because you had to control over this. You didn't know when Gangster's Mm -mm. Paradise was going to (laughs) drop. You didn't know. You didn't know. Yeah. You didn't know when the Goo Goo Dolls was going to come up on there. I don't know. That just popped into my head. Yeah, sure. They did that song for that Nick Cage movie where he's an angel and Meg Ryan dies. That was probably a massive spoiler. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael? Was that Michael? No, no, that was fucking John Travolta, Megan. That's John Travolta. Ah, uh, my white guys. He fights a cow and something about another person. No, no, no. It's like City of Angels, I think. City of Angels. Okay, okay. Um, you I was got your white guys for... and face-off mixed up. 
Yeah, I did. Uh, 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 Seal, Kiss from a Rose would be one that I would. What um, movie is that from? Uh, that's from Batman. Which Batman? Oh, it's the Batman with Two-Face and... Who's was that George Clooney? Oh, no! No, that's the wrong Batman! Oh, is it the wrong Batman? Yes! Oh, is it the real Batman? That it's, I mean, the, the Michael Keaton one? No, it's the oh. one in between those two. Oh, God. Which one is that one? <laughs> Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer's Batman. Batman. That didn't have Two-Face in it? It did have Two-Face in it, yeah. Well, then I was right about Two-Face. Yeah, but you weren't right about the Batman. Who gives a fuck about Two-Face? There have been t- t- two Two-Faces. You didn't even say well, which Two-Face it was. This was the Tommy Lee Jones Two-Face. So you remember the Tommy Lee Jones Two-Face, yes. but you can't remember who the Batman was in the Batman movie. Of course I And cannot. that it was called Batman Forever, and that Jim Carrey was the Riddler. Mm. Well, that seems appropriate. The 90s, although that might have been the 2000s. It's, it's all the mm. 90s at the end of yeah. the day, and it it's is. all... The music video television. So many of them were rolled in with movies. And eventually, MTV started making movies, Megan. They did. They made some choice movies. Mm. Oh, I remember. I hearken back to the first one. Joe's Apartment, where Jerry O'Connell rem- got to hang yeah. out with talking roaches, apparently? Yeah, you remember that one right off the right off the dome, remember? Right off the goddamn... I haven't seen it. I just they know make- about it. Did they make Biodome? No, that was Polly Shore movie. Polly Shore can make his own movies. He doesn't need oh. MTV for them. I just associate Polly Shore with MTV so that they would. He got to go to a farm and he got to be in the army mm-hmm. and he got to live in a biodome. Mm-hmm. I think he also uh, got to hang out with a caveman at some point. I don't think MTV mm-hmm. had anything to do with any of that. They also made Varsity Blues, Amber. <gasps> they made a football movie. <laughs> That's the name of the movie. Yeah, they did. And I mean, your southern accent. Just, just like all of them in this movie, I did spot on. Did about as good as Amy Smart and James Vanderbeek did uh-huh. when they were trying yes. to do a West Texas accent. Oh boy, yeah, no, that's that's a, that's about right. Did you know, Megan, in West Canaan, Texas? Oh boy, they got laws against killing. Oh, they no. got laws against stealing. Uh huh. But there's another I- law. Yeah, I don't care about those laws. Tell me about the law of football, Amber. There's football law. Ah. Where winning is everything. <laughs> Thin. Yep. Everything. Good job. Oh, my yeah. goodness. It's hard not to do a terrible Southern accent after listening to 90 minutes of terrible Southern accents. Yeah. Well, Megan, mm. having watched the Varsity Blues, I am certain that you are ready to play our game. A game in which I will read you the summaries. Mm-hmm. IMDb Metacritic, Amazon, and Amber, and you shall tell me which is which is which is which. Which is which is which is which. And you shall tell me which is which is which is which. In our game, <laughs> the match and summary game. Oh, oh God, no. I, I hate myself. Uh-huh. I can't, I'm so sorry you had to listen to this. I'm not going to cut it out, no. but I'm sorry, and I'm going to try and stop. And Megan, to be fair, Megan's the one who's egging me on, so this is really I her did. fault. Yes. Megan, are you ready to play Witches, 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 Witch? I am. Oh, but are you? A backup quarterback is chosen to lead a Texas football team to victory after the star quarterback is injured. You're just nodding slowly. I'm just, I'm filing it away. Taking it in. Just taking Mm -hmm. it in. Okay. In West Texas, where high school football is life, two quarterbacks compete for the attention of their fans, their family, and their coach. Okay. Does that, does that feel accurate to you in any way? No. No. 
two quarterbacks competing for the attention of their fans, their family, and their coach, or... Um, no, the quarterbacks were... I mean, there were two quarterbacks. There were. And there were families, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really... That wasn't the point of the movie. It wasn't so much a competition. Mm-mm. Just one of them got injured and the other one had to be the quarterback. Just really wildly inaccurate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three. A backup quarterback is chosen to lead a Texas football team to victory after the star quarterback is injured. Oh, dear. Wahahaha. Okay. Okay. And the final one. Uh-huh. In a West Texas town where football is life, Mox, Vanderbeek, a second-string quarterback who'd rather read than watch the game, is catapulted to hero status when the starting quarterback is injured. Wrestling with an abusive coach and his own white male privilege, Mox navigates his senior year and the toxic culture surrounding his high school football sports game. It's a football movie made by people who are at best ambivalent towards football. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that, that sums it up pretty nicely. Megan! Uh-huh. Which is which is which is which? Amazon, Metacritic, IMDb, Amber. That's creepy! Even when they're the fucking same, you still get them <laughs> in the right goddamn order! That's eerie, and it's uncomfortable, and I don't want to talk about it. Let's go, go just go on to the critics. Okay, perfect. Let's Creepy. Creepy Sorry. witch. Yes. Amber, uh, uh, Metacritic uh, gave this 43 from the critics, but the audience was up at a 76. I believe you're talking about Rotten Tomatoes, because I am looking at Metacritic, oh. and it says yes. 50 for the critics, 75 mm-hmm. for the users. 75, okay, yeah. Yeah. Users liked this movie. They did. Mm-hmm. I like this movie. I can't decide whether or not I'm embarrassed to like this movie. Hmm. But it is a simple truth that I do like this movie. I did yeah. like this movie when I was a child, and I watched it once again thinking, I'm probably not going to like it now. Yeah. That's Turns what I thought, I, too. I still do? Yeah. It It is. It, there are there's some... It falters at some places, but uh, it's... Pretty good. Holds up. Let's talk about how the critics are wrong about... Sorry, apologies. ...the ones that are... How it's good, and then they're Mm -hmm. also wrong about how it's bad. So let's start with uh, Mm -hmm. James Berardinelli of Real Reviews. Unfortunately, Voight is not in every scene, and when he's absent, Varsity Blues tends to flounder, descending into the realm of formulaic sports melodrama. (laughs) Look, look, look. I don't want any more John Voight than I have to have. Yeah, that was no, plenty. thank you. That was plenty of John Voight. He is not the yeah. best part of this movie. He no. does not need to be in every scene. Nope. And uh, it's quite quite sufficient. That was a positive review. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah. Roger Ebert said that the scenes work, but they don't pile up and build momentum. Yeah, he used sports stuff. Yeah, he did. Uh, the blurb that Metacritic used was that, mm-hmm. a, a, he, from, from Ebert, a movie that doesn't buy into all the tenets of our national sports religion, the subtext is that winning isn't everything. Is that I the subtext? I don't think that's subtext, Roger. Hey, Raj, pretty sure that's the text of it. Yeah, it's actually that's very, yeah. very much the text of it. In fact, the text of it is winning isn't everything, this Fucking football culture is bizarrely toxic, and I'm not sure how I feel about football, but I do know that the way we deal with it is real gross, and let me show you all the ways that I think that is true. That's the text. The subtext, I would argue, is something far more interesting, sir, that you overlooked. Mm-hmm. You did. You did. I mean, there were a few, you know, mid-level reviews that said it's it's not as bad as you thought it would be. 
and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. it's not great, but it's better than I thought it was going to be. Not fair. Yeah, there there were some folks who um, people liked the casting in general, um, mm. liked the acting at least in a bunch of these, um, but a lot of them um, kind of said that this was a, um, a typical football, well worn movie. Which I don't know that it is. I actually, yeah, I think it kind of stands out as a not football football movie. I 100% agree. It is a movie about football that isn't really about football, despite the fact that most of it involves football. Yeah. And it, people mention that it's an obvious coming of age drama. They, they mention that it's, yeah, well worn kind of football movie. It tries to mm-hmm. do moralizing, but just winds up becoming another dumb sports film. Um, Fucking Mark Savlov. It's vague stabs at moralizing and goofball shenanigans are an odd mix. It's not the high school experience I had, nor is it probably like yours. That's the fucking point, Savlov. Did you go to a small southern town where they, I mean, maybe he works for the Austin Chronicle. Perhaps that is what he's from. Were you a football Mm -hmm. player? Yeah. Mm. Were you? Were you, Savlov? Amber asked you a question. I asked you a question, Savlov! I would also, ordinarily, I would be excited to see a blurb such as this. Uh, Mm. But David Sterrett of the Christian Science Monitor uh, posits that the story is mildly entertaining in its hackneyed way. But there's no excusing the picture's exploitative treatment of almost all the female characters. It's, it's, like, this is, here's the thing, Amber. We look for this kind of of quote this kind of like um um um, thoughts and bringing this up in a lot of the movies we watch he happens to say it in one of the few movies that we watch that i don't think that's the case i disagree this time i very specifically disagree for this movie for the female characters for exploitative treatment none of it's accurate because Mm -hmm. an end Mm -hmm. recollectively before we watching this, I was almost... yes. I was... I, I, I assume it's a word. I said it with great confidence. <laughs> yes, you did. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked it, so I said it again. Recollectively. What did you recollect? The recollective trickeration of this film, Megan, uh-huh. is such that every the thing that most people remember from this and the thing that was parodied so much is the whipped cream bikini. Everyone knows yes. about the whipped cream bikini even if you haven't seen it. It, it was mm-hmm. all over everything and all mm-hmm. over the parodies and blah 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 blah. That scene, I would argue, is not exploitative. It's not. It's actually a pretty interesting scene. Like shrug my shoulder, it's not. Isn't that weird? There's a scene with three naked women in a stolen cop car with one of the football players. I would argue, not really that exploitative. It's not. And I, yeah. No, I mean, like, I'm not going to say they treated women perfectly. Of course not. No. But, but it's not what you think it is. It's not what you think it is. Sex education teacher winds up being a stripper. Uh-huh. Not exploitative. What? How is that even fucking possible? And then the other female character is uh, played by Amy Smart. It's James Vanderbeek's character's girlfriend, not even remotely exploitative. In fact, kind of is the slap you upside the head moral center of the movie. Right. Yeah. It's interesting because you have naked women. Yep. Naked women. Mm-hmm. Naked women. Yep. Just because they're naked 
David Starrett, does not actually mean they're being exploited. You know, you got to look for what's actually happening around them. Mm. Do they want to be naked? Because that's a big part of it. Exactly. Do they want to be naked? Do How are they feeling about their nudity? How do others respond to that? And how are we supposed to, as the viewer, identify with that response? Mm-hmm. They, they, it, sorry, man, your read's wrong. I mean, I, from my perspective, as somebody who has boobs and could be exploited has in the, the way that you feel like these women are being exploited. Not that the boobs business, yeah. are womanhood, I'm just saying. He's probably specifically talking about all the naked boobs, and I have boobs. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and interestingly enough, like this, again, football movie, and yet there are multiple women in the cast, mm-hmm. and they, like, at least two of them, kind of three of them, have, like, their own thing going on. That's something for some of the movies we watch that would be incredible. Exactly. What's interesting is that one of the films calls this kind of half comedy, half coming of age drama, half music video. Um, And fair. Music video. Okay. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of music in this. Sure. It's an an MTV movie. So, of course, there's going to be a lot of, you know, of the time music. That's just what it is. Yep. Then there's also people who say... Like this one, it's ostensibly serious story about being young and struggling to wrest control over one's life from the hands of fools, yet it doesn't behave like a serious drama that wants to lead us anywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's a serious drama. No, I don't think so. Th- there's actually kind of a cartooniness to all of it. it. It actually plays out a bit like an adult cartoon meets almost high school PSA, maybe. Mm, yeah. It's, it's a little melodramatic combined with a little bit of slapstick comedy, combined with coming-of-age bullshit, plus a lot of F-words and drinking and nudity. And boobs, yeah. Mm -hmm. It it is an oddly interesting movie, despite all of the obvious trappings of a movie you you would have expected. Mm -hmm. It's a movie about high school football players who are treated like gods and one intellectual guy who winds up on the field and realizes, oh, the heady power of being in this position that I've always looked down on and poo-pooed football culture is so dumb, but now I'm in it and I'm feeling it and I'm, mm-hmm. oh, I'm struggling with it. That's actually not the movie. Nope. Like I'm, I'm going to have sex with everything that moves and I'm going to get drunk and wasted and, and abuse my power in this town since I'm never going to be held accountable. That's not the movie either. Nope. I'm going to decide that I really care about football and that it has changed my life. That's not the movie either. I'm, it's It's so much subtler than that in a lot of ways, which is kind of wild. This is not the movie you're expecting to watch, even while you're watching it. Yeah. So Kate Nibbs from The Ringer kind of brings this together pretty nicely by saying, Varsity Blues uses all the trappings of the typical football movie, um, a tragic injury of goofball linebacker in a big final game, but does so with a sly and surprisingly biting attitude towards our national sport. Oh, yeah. This is very much a movie about football that is deeply critical of both the sport, Mm -hmm. the fact that it's played in high school by children, the culture that surrounds it, all of it. It is is a movie made for liberal assholes like me. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't completely negate the allure of yeah. football games and of the sport itself and watching it and them winning and and the the tension of oh, are they going to get this victory out are they going to be able to get this playoff or is is it going to work 
they don't, it's not all tongue in cheek. It's not all satire. It's not all criticism. Right. It's very much a lot of those things. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the movie, it's a little bit muddier than that. Right. It doesn't just say football's bad and you're bad if you like football and you're bad if you play football. Because for some of these kids, like football is their life Mm -hmm. and they don't know anything else. And that's how they're, that's how they were raised. And so it's kind of throwing that up like, hey, like James Vanderbeek, you can not care about football, but guess what? A lot of these kids around you, that's their life. And they learn that from young youngins and it's the only way they feel good about themselves or feel like they have self-worth. So you can't just like poo-poo it. And that seems to be kind of also registered at the audience too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. Yes. Again, I think the critics sort of missed the text of the film by suggesting that it is just a football movie, just a teenage movie, just a, a moralizing film about the dangers of toxic football culture. It is using all of those things to say something a little bit more complicated, I think, at least from my perspective. Yeah. Agreed. My overeducated liberal elite perspective. Mm hmm. And I would argue that this is actually a very interesting examination of white male privilege in the microcosm of here's an intelligent, handsome, able-bodied young man playing football in a tiny West Texas town who's about to leave it and go to private school. Let's examine his privilege in comparison to that of other people who are in the same place but do not have the same powers that he does. Well, that is a lot more complicated than just a football movie, Amber. Welcome to Varsity Blues, everybody. (laughs) Weird. So we can start at the obvious place where we've already sort of touched on. This is a movie that does not like football. It's about it, but it doesn't like it very much. Doesn't seem to. No. It, you see in the beginning, the town just shut down when it's game night. Everybody's there. Why would you open your store, Amber? Who is going to come buy anything from your store? And then you have to miss the game on football night. And then you'd have to miss the game. And you'd hate whoever came into your store because they weren't at the football game. Exactly. And you'd hate yourself Mm. because you weren't at the football game. You don't want to spread hate. You want to spread football. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We also have, I mean, we start with a voiceover from... Oh, James. We start with a voiceover from James Zanderbeek doing an amazing Texas accent. Yeah. Um, and the first thing we hear his father say to him when he comes down for breakfast in the morning, did you pray for playing time? Not even twin, not, not twin. To, but just, just, just play. Exactly. We, we learn that young, young James Vanderbeek's character mocks. Mm-hmm. He's on the team. Yep. But he's a second string quarterback. He does, he gets no play time because, I well, mean. Well, how could you if you've got Lance Harbor played by Paul Walker as your quarterback? He is... The tits. Everyone loves Lance Harbor. Everyone mm-hmm. is excited to hear what he has to say at the pep rally. He is amazing. No one worry about... And you know what? Mox is fine with that. He doesn't want to play. He reads a oh, book. no. Instead of paying attention, he kind of looks down on the whole thing. His girlfriend, played by Amy Spart, is Julie Harbor. Um, she happens to be Lance Harbor's sister. Mm-hmm. She doesn't dress in blue and white. She doesn't no. stand up at the pep rally. She's as not into it as he is. So already you're meant to identify with the character who doesn't give a shit about football. 
Right. And and this is also another thing where like you don't have their Mox and and Lance are best friends and they're not like competing at all. Mm-mm. Nope. They're just best friends and yeah. There's no enmity, there's no jealousy. It's just mm-hmm. yeah. It's fine. Yeah. And but surrounding the two of them are their over-involved fathers who also were on the football team when they were in high school. Mm-hmm. They can't stop talking about which kid is getting playtime, how the team is doing. And you also have John Voigt, the coach, who is just gross from get-go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's terrible. Hostile, abusive, focused on winning. Your first introduction to this character is a rowdy pep rally at the school. Everybody's cheering. Everybody's laughing. Everybody's doing noisy, amazing stuff. And then you just see a hand go up into the air. And everyone goes silent. Mm-hmm. And that's the coach. That's Kilmer. Expects He expects the room to be commanded by a simple gesture. And it is! And it is, yeah. Because he's won them to district titles and state championships, and he'll bring them another one. And it, we are clearly meant to look down on all of this. Mm-hmm. Right, you're, you're seeing it from... Mox's and Jules' perspective, essentially. And 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 Kilmer's so fucking over the top. There's no Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Immediately. I immediately you don't like him. Obviously we have the injury to poor poor Lance. Oh gosh, his knee his knee goes out. Yeah. But you also find out that not his knee went out because Kilmer had been juicing his knee so that he could play, meaning that he, sh- he should have been should have been healing. He shouldn't have been playing. But, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. so Kilmer's already not only terrible but very terrible. Exactly. And it's it. Everyone's concern is for is he going to be able to play again? Will he be able to play again? How soon will he be able to play? His and to be fair, he's about to lose his scholarship to the yeah. college he got into. Yep. There are real world consequences amongst all of the belly aching of. But he's a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, those are real things that college, high school and college athletes have to deal with, and it's gross. Put your body on the line, or you don't get an education. And oh boy, are we going to make a lot of money off of that body. Oh, did you want some of that money? No, you're getting an education. Mm -hmm. But we're not there. We're not even at college yet. We're at fucking high school, Megan. Yes, we are. These are still children. Yes, these are 17 and 18 year olds. So it, everything surrounding this culture is is almost cartoonishly over the top. There's a scene mm-hmm. when the two boys are asked to hit beer cans off their father's drunken heads with footballs. Yep. And the camera just goes under their faces for close-ups while they're all slurring their words and jeering. And it's, it's yeah, the ridiculous. the parents are portrayed like real assholes. Yes. Cartoonishly so. Cartoonishly so. And there's a scene where, I mean, you see a lot of football play. And there, there's a, a scene of a game following a, a late night out where they were drinking and carousing. And they're just not in top physical form. So they're just taking hit after hit after hit. And that's what you see. You see their bodies thrown mm-hmm. into the air, slammed on the ground, slammed into other bodies in slow motion. And I think the first time I saw the scene, my thought was, oh, they're, you know, they they didn't take care of themselves. They stayed out all night. They're not taking it seriously, so they're taking hard hits, and this is a punishment. Right. No. But no, this is, yeah, this is just, it, it, like, it plays kind of at first to me, like, it was, like, highlights from, like, a, a 
football reel of like all oh, hardest hits or something like that and like and then like it just kind of keeps going and it's like oh no this is just kids throwing their bodies at each other and it's there's crunching and it's not supposed to make you feel good for a lot of reasons it goes on a little bit too long and mm-hmm. the end that the scene ends when the game they they lose the game and then Mox throws a towel into, you know, this towel bin and the camera pans over to it and it's just filled with blood-soaked towels and it lingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That feels like the period yeah. on the end of a sentence that is, yeah, bitches, these are high school students. Mm-hmm. These are high school students and what you just saw was high school students being brutalized to the point where there are now bloody towels and that's the game that we're cheering for. Just, just checking in. Just yeah. checking in and feel, making feel sure we're on the same yourself? page. Hey, 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 viewers, you feel good about yourself? Was that cool? Did you enjoy mm-hmm. that? That's football. Mm-hmm. This is a movie about football. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's not just it's not just kind of over-the-top, goofy, drama-ishness. There is some Mm-mm. comedy, Megan. Yes, there is. Would you like to talk about the comedy? Megan, specifically, would you like to talk about Kyle? I, I do want to talk about Kyle, but I Amber, I don't know what to say about Kyle, but Kyle. Fair. He's, so he's he's uh, Mox's uh, younger brother. And like we're introduced to him like coming into Mox's room, literally uh, uh, tied to a cross because um something something jesus and you're a little bit like at least i i was like uh this is a this is a lot of jesus and you know uh, uh this is also a breakfast scene where uh, mox's dad asks him if he, he prayed for playtime you're like oh boy this 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 kid is gonna be a lot of a lot of christian religion right in my face but that's not true uh, kyle goes through kind of a lot of different religious phases mm-hmm. and it's kind of beautiful he just kind of pops in every once in a while to have a, a different phase that he's going through and it's mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. he's really you know amber he's got a he's, he's figuring himself out he's searching mm-hmm. and mox super supportive his mom super yeah. supportive his dad oh, yeah. the only reason his dad is irritated is because it has nothing to do with football and it annoys yes. him that he's not focused on football but, but kyle there, there are two scenes in particular mm-hmm. for me that are that are beautiful for Kyle. One of them is you have Mox in a convenience store debating whether or not he's going to try and hook up with this this girl, and we will talk about where mm-hmm. this leads. And he's talking to someone, and it pans over, and we eventually learn he's talking to his young brother, who's like 12. Yeah, in the store, yeah. He is dressed in a black suit with black thick frame glasses and a black hat. He's dressed like Malcolm X. Yes, he is. He gives a name that is clearly intended to be an homage to sort of the the Black Islam movement Mm -hmm. during that period. And then when Mox decides to buy uh, some condoms, what he was debating, he then gives it to his 12-year-old brother, who takes it to the cashier. Mm -hmm. um, And he puts the condoms on the cashier and says, As-salamu alaykum. Yep. To the black man who's about to ring him up. And his response is, Okay. Yeah, it's a lot to process. And that's exactly right. Here's this adorable little white kid dressed like a little mini Malcolm X buying condoms and he's 12. It's yeah. kind of great. Yeah. Yep. Saying, assalamu alaikum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What yes. are you doing? I, 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 
honestly, I think it is genuinely funny. I don't think it's necessarily appropriative. He's, I, I don't, I, maybe I should, but it, it kind of feels funny to me. Yes. And, and then he, he goes on to, uh, later on, you know, he's trying different religions. He ends up coming in with a whole bunch of people dressed just like him. And, uh, his mom said, did, did you call, <laughs> did you, uh, uh, start a cult, sweetie? He goes, yep. He's like, oh, isn't that sweet? He did start a cult. <laughs> oh, Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Yeah. I, the Kyle comedy works for me. Mm, what about Tweeter, Amber? I'm not sure. I don't even know if he's supposed to be seen as a comedic it's element. It's hard to say. I mean, I, I think he, if it were any other movie, I would assume, yes, he is supposed mm-hmm. to be the... Fuck! What was what's his face's character in American Pie? Like the stiffler of the sh- of yes. the sh- the guy yeah, who's it's... all about sex, who's all mm-hmm. about drinking, who's all about par- partying. He's a walking id. Yes, that's played Twitter. by Scott Kahn. Yeah, who, who's in general in comedies as kind of yeah. But the first thing you get from him is he moons them all. You see his ass, mm-hmm. and then he yep. talks about some woman who I don't know that we ever meet, and how it looks like she just fell out of the dick-sucking tree and hit every branch on the way down. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. He, but that's, that's it. he steals a cop car. He gets naked with four other, three other women in the cop car. He's coming on to everything, talking about sex. It, I, I don't know if he's supposed to be funny or if he's supposed to be cautionary because it eventually leads down to this place where he's talking to Mox yep. about bitches just being panty droppers yeah this and is... eventually explaining that yeah when you give them a bunch of drugs they eventually drop their panties yeah and that's rape that, that's he's, called rape he's talking yeah. about rape and mox's response is i wonder if you're going to enjoy prison which is a nod to hey what you're doing is illegal but also, that's all he says, and he's still Mox is still his friend. Still, so. not really an excoriation of what he just told you, no. but a, an awareness of the fact that what he just told you is disgusting mm-hmm. and illegal and abuse of the sexual kind. And I don't know if we're supposed to think that he's all just talk. I don't know what we're supposed to think about the character of Tweeter, but I'm not entirely convinced that he is supposed to be haha funny. Right. It almost seems like he's a cautionary tale put out there to be like, hey, this is too much. This is what this is what this can be. And it can be gross. Right. Especially because it that's sort of where he stops. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we've seen the mooning. We've seen him talking about women. We've seen him with women who were consenting Mm -hmm. and seem to be having a good time, too. And then we see him there talking about drugging women and having sex with them. Is that a funny joke? It it's it it does seem like it, that again. It's it's the bloody towel situation. I feel like that's almost the period on the end of his sentence of, "Hey, he's a party guy and he likes sex. He's a date rapist." Yep. Just just okay. in case you were wondering, this this oh hilarious funny party guy date rapist. It's, yeah. To take it all the way there is oh yes, you know, brutal football children blood towels. Yeah. It, it, it almost and it all, almost seems like this is this is potentially where Mox could go if he buys into this lifestyle of sure. like yeah. you know hey you're the new uh, hot hot football thing and like 
if you like take the free beers and you know uh, you know succumb to the the people coming after you like it's like hey you this is where you could end up um but so let's talk about the women because we've mentioned mm, them when we talked about okay. the, the critics and and now we've talked about the gross sexual predator character sure we have probably i would say three main female characters mm-hmm We've got uh, Amy Spart's character, Julie, Jules, yes. who is the sister of the original quarterback and the girlfriend of our new quarterback, James Vanderbeek's mm-hmm. Mox. We have Darcy. Yes. Uh, head cheerleader and girlfriend of Lance Harbor, Paul Walker's character, the OG quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then we have Miss Davis, the sex education teacher who winds up being a stripper. What? What? So... Well, first, and we can also talk about the women who don't have names, who are just wound up naked in a cop car. That would be much grosser if Tweeter himself were not also naked. Everybody in that car is naked. Yeah, yeah Tweeter steals a cop car, and he picks up a bunch of women, and he throws their clothes out of the window, allegedly. Uh, but he's also naked. And so, exactly. and, and there's no, like, they're all in the car laughing, and they're naked, but they're not, like, being actually sexual with each other, at least when we see them. So it's, it doesn't feel gross. It just feels like, hey, these young kids got naked in a car mm-hmm. and they're having fun and they stole a police car. They're going to be a lot of trouble. But like, but hey, this guy's a footballer and so he doesn't actually get in trouble for anything. But like, it honestly doesn't feel that gross. They seem like they're having fun. They're there by choice. They invite Mox to join them, and he he doesn't, but he does give one of them his jacket, and she's like, okay, cool. But it's not a save me. It's not a this has gone too far. It's not a we're too drunk to make decisions. They actually seem pretty sober. Drunk, yeah. (laughs) They seem like they're just having fun. Oh, our clothes are off, and he threw them out the window. Join us. Keep us warm is, is kind of the presentation. Yeah, for sure. I mean... Jules, Amy Smart's character, no nonsense, does not yeah. put up with bullshit, is aware of kind of everything that's happening, is is on his side, is not completely dismissive of him when he becomes starts playing football and taking it seriously. But once mm-hmm. he starts to take it seriously, she gets a little leery. Yeah. And at the end of it, she really winds up being the person to smack him upside the head and say, okay, boyo, let, let's yeah. really look at your choices here. And we'll get to that. Yeah. The yeah. one conflict she does get into is that Darcy, our head cheerleader, mm-hmm. played by Allie Larder, uh, as soon as Lance goes down with an injury, she immediately transitions to Mox. Yes. She she kind of offers herself to him that same night. Indeed. And when he doesn't take her up on it immediately, she offers again. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. he, she invites him over to her house. Her parents are going to be out. No one has to know. And that's why he's debating condoms and being a good boy to his 12-year-old brother. Right. This scene could so easily be gross and exploitative. And Darcy's character could so easily be just the man-hungry, power-hungry, I have to date the quarterback. That's the important thing. I don't care about Jules's feelings. I don't care about Lance's feelings. I just want the quarterback. But that's not what it is. But that's not what it is. Yeah. So so he does, Mox does go over to see Darcy. She does take off all her clothes and put whipped cream all over, well, not all over, but, you know, in kind of the bikini areas. Strategic areas. Yeah. And it becomes 
honestly, a really sweet scene. It really does become a really sweet scene. Mm-hmm. They they have they have a moment of of making out, and at which point Mox kind of realizes, wait a second, like I don't, you know, I don't know that I love Jules, but I could love her, mm-hmm. and I know that I don't love you, right? And I don't know if you love Lance, but Lance might love you. Mm-hmm. So this is not this is not where I should be. That's not where we should be. It is oddly interesting to see an eighteen year old quarterback holding a nude cheerleader who's totally into it to think about the emotional physics of the moment mm-hmm. to yes. really work it out who would this be hurting people i care about do i care about you as a person yes but i don't have any feelings in this and as it turns out the immediacy of the fun of sex would actually not be worth what i would be hurting to do you know what i'm not going to do this yep what the fuck just happened Yes. And then, like, okay, so initially, like, she's, Darcy is all about him, right, all about Mox as soon as as Lance is out of of, of football. And so one could immediately have a, a gut reaction to her character as like, oh, you're gross. Oh, you're just on, you know, you just want the hot guy or the, the popular guy. You want the, the quarterback. And then it flips it around on us and we hear her side of the story in just a few words. Essentially, like, she wants out of the small town and, like, her ticket to getting out of the small town is the quarterback. Is at that, you know, had been Lance and now it's Mox and it, she's using the, like, the one thing she thinks she has in order to get out, which is much more complicated and the movie has made it clear twice now mm-hmm. that she gets A's. Yes. She's very smart. Mm-hmm. But the culture of this town and, and of, of this moment is you're beautiful. You're the head cheerleader. What you have is your body. What you have is your looks. And, and mm-hmm. the only importance you have is, is whoever you can hook yourself to. And the most important person to hook yourself to is, is the quarterback. And, and she makes it clear. I don't love Lance. It was never about love. It was about leaving. This is the only way I know how to do this. And so there's there's a desperation to it and an undervaluing of herself as a human, despite the fact that she is very intelligent. Doesn't matter. She's a woman. Yep. Yep. And so it is this snapshot into, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was like this for you woman i i, I assumed right. that you got good grades and i get good grades and it's it's it works we, the same right we both right. have the same opportunities and and we're told to to believe the same things right and so this is mox's lesson number one <laughs> like where he's realizing oh someone doesn't have the same opportunities i do even though we get this similar grades oh interesting oh, because they're oh interesting and it it's it ends on a sweet little moment of mm-hmm. he, he put a blanket around her. They're just sitting on the couch together. They have had a meeting of the minds. He's he said mm-hmm. what he needs to say. She said what she needs to say. And then he just kind of makes a little comment. I'm like, unbelievable. You usually fall for the whipped cream bikini. And they just laugh together. It's not, yeah. she is not degraded right. having She's, propositioned yeah. him in any way. Their relationship no. is, they, they have another conversation later, but their relationship is fine. Right, right. And she doesn't feel like, she doesn't break down. She doesn't, yeah. And that's great. That's really great. It, yeah. 
when they she does kind of kiss him and thank him for treating her like a person and letting her feel seen and heard, that's when Jules thinks, oh, they're probably having sex. Yeah, Yeah. things are Mm -hmm. changing. And I don't want to date a football player if this is what you're going to do. And even though he didn't have sex with her, he did go over there to have sex with her. And Mm -hmm. you don't. You don't even see that scene where he tries to justify himself. He's like, I did the right thing, baby. Nope. No. She calls him out. Did you see the whipped cream bikini? He's like, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And that's it. Yep. That's a good, that's a good moment. Yeah. And then when we come back around with Jules, she could just as easily be the scorned woman, the woman who's, you know, frustrated that he's too popular for her now. None of that shit. Nope. He... He gets into Brown and he goes over to her house and tells her, even though they haven't made up, and she's immediately happy for him. Yeah, because as a person. Yeah. As a person. She's his friend. She cares about him and she's excited for him. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. There's no cattiness. There's, yeah. Despite the fact that we don't spend very much time with them, they have multiple dimensions. Mm-hmm. And they are not reduced to the stereotypes of women that you always see in a sports movie. Mm-hmm pretty much any movie really yeah yeah so let's look at the trickiest female character okay miss darcy miss davis miss davis Davis. yep darcy's yeah miss davis yeah she's their sex education teacher and uh they uh also find her once they've snuck in into a uh strip club that she's also a dancer Uh uh-oh this must be so embarrassing for her and it is for a moment where she's like oh shit those are my students fuck well okay and then she finishes dancing mm-hmm. and they are also struck by oh that's our teacher and they like they start with a little bit of a laugh because they're like it's awkward and they don't know what else to do right and then they're just like oh fantastic yep Yep. and then she has a beer with him afterwards Mm -hmm. yeah and they compliment her on her dancing tweeter Mm -hmm. of course semi propositions her by saying he has sex with older women yeah and then that's it there's Mm -hmm. no emotional or material blackmail no keep her we'll keep our mouths shut if you do this there's there's no shaming there's no shame on Mm -hmm. her end either right yeah there's just the hanging out at the bar together and then a quick conversation at the school where he, Mox makes it clear, oh, yeah, we talked. We're not going to tell anybody. Don't worry about it. And then you have – so uh, Ron Lester plays Billy Bob, who's like this big um, offensive guard guy. And um, the one thing he says is, will you go to prom with me? And that's for, – for his character – it's just sweet. It's like kinda, it's, it's kind of sweet, yeah. It's just like he's got a little bit of a crush on her, and it's not go to me, go with me to prom or else. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's like a sweet moment. It kind of is like crush yeah. on teacher, and also I've seen her boobs now. Yeah, pretty great. I, it should be exploitative, and it's it doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel that way. And you also, earlier in the movie, you see her driving a pretty cool car and they comment, oh, it's amazing she can afford that. She can afford that because this is also what she does. Because guess what? We underpay our fucking teachers, so she has to work a second job. So yeah, yeah. fucking Miss Davis, get yours. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. how I feel about that. Yeah, and she seems to enjoy it. So yeah. good on you. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Amber, let's talk a little bit about Billy Bob. Oh, Billy Bob. Billy Bob. Fucking A. Uh, uh, he's a big dude. He's their, like, blocker. And uh, he gets hit a lot. And he gets concussions. And he gets a big concussion and starts to feel super unwell. And yet... The coach Kilmer still wants him to play, oh, gosh. and this is actually what leads to Lance getting hurt. Is Billy Bob passes out, and so doesn't block the hit that that comes at Lance. Not to say it would have happened anyway, because they were like his knee was fucked. Oh, Lance's yeah. knee was fucked anyway. But like, okay, so you've got Billy Bob feeling terrible that he quote unquote caused Lance to get hurt. And he's told that he caused Lance to get hurt by the coach because the coach is an ass. Mm -hmm. The same coach that convinced him to play, even though the school nurse told him not to play because he was passing out. He was passing out. He couldn't eat. He was feeling dizzy. Yeah. Concussions. They're Mm -hmm. terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, Billy Bob is, he's a big man. Mm -hmm. And so there's also that he's not terribly smart and he's very, very large. Yep. And so you can understand how he likely has been treated in his life. But hey, he's good at doing this one thing in football. And that's the value he has as a person. Right. And the coach loves him for it until he he can't because he's physically hurt. And then the coach throws all this shit in his face. All the stuff that he's like got to be sensitive about. And it's fucked up. Mm Mm-hmm. And it leads to a scene where he is holding a shotgun, drinking, and you have to assume contemplating suicide because he dropped off his pet pig with Mox. Which is a sweet scene because, like, um, Mox's younger brother Kyle brings in the pig and Mox is like, oh, fuck, like, he's given up his pig? I gotta go find him right now because, like, that is... Drop everything. Yeah, he loves his pig, and so I'm going to go find him right this fucking second. Yep. And that conversation is also really, really interesting. You have Billy Bob talking about, he's shooting his trophies with a shotgun, drinking, and talking about how it's, it's, his memories. You know, Mm -hmm. here's a trophy from when I was 11, here's a trophy from when I was 10, and Mock says, yeah, those were fun days, and Billy Bob says, no, they weren't. They were not. I just remember getting yelled at for being a slow, stupid, fat fuck mm-hmm. they weren't it's it's terrible and mox unloads like it doesn't matter you don't have yeah. to play football none of this matters fuck it like yeah. it, that's mox's position on all of it and then billy bob fires back but it does yeah it this does is to me it matters to me even if it's it, it feels awful sometimes it's still what i have it's all mm-hmm. i have yeah oof knife heart Urgh. And and at this point, Mox listens and changes his tactics, like because he's worried about his friend. Like, okay, okay, but if if you're not around, who's going to protect me? Right. Who's who's going to keep still, me from taking a hit? Yeah. Right. Exactly. The coach is still the worst. Fuck that guy. But I get it. Yeah, I get it. We can still play football. We we just need to like fuck the coach. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. Is all the people yelling at you? It's not you. It's it's not Mm-mm. maybe it's not maybe it's not even the sport. It's the coach. It's the yeah. culture. It, it, it's, 
it is an interesting pushback on, especially you, the audience, have been led to identify with Mox, who, while being seduced a little bit by the power of being the quarterback, the star quarterback in a town where football is everything, he still looks down on it. It's not mm -hmm. valuable to him because what's valuable to him is brown mm -hmm. and where he's yep. going to be going. Right. But Billy Bob's not going anywhere. Yeah. This is it for him. Yeah. So don't devalue that for him. Weird. This movie hates football and then it sort of turns around on you. It's like, but some people love it and that's valid too. <laughs> and that's valid too, right? <laughs> and and this is Mox's second conversation. First was with Darcy. Now mm -hmm. it's with Billy Bob where he is exposed to this whole different side of things where it's like, hey, white dude, it's not all about you. It's not all about your perspective. Like, mm -hmm. Some kids aren't going, aren't getting a full ride to Brown. Like, you got to respect everybody's viewpoint and where they're coming from. Some kids are women and some kids are black men. What? What? So, what? What? There, there is a black character in this movie. Wendell. Wendell. Played by Elisle Swinton. Only movie mm -hmm. he's ever been in. And yeah, in fact- interesting was a professional football player, was a was a, a nationally ranked high school player, was a professional mm -hmm. football player until a career-ending injury. Yeah. Dude knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Wendell has a scene. It's and again, it's it's super quick. It's it's little field trips quick. into yeah. diversity in this movie, but they stick. Yeah. And yeah. you you see a conversation between Mox and Wendell in which Wendell tells him, the fuck are you talking about, man? I do you know how many yards I run in a game? 130. Do you know how many touchdowns I've had? Two. Mm -hmm. I run it down the field. I bust my ass. I break my body. And then the coach, racist fuck, hands it off to one of the white receivers. And they get the touchdown. Every single time. Yeah. The two times I did it was because I ran all the way there. Yep. And the so. other players, they get letters. The coach is mm -hmm. working for them to get them into schools. My mom is my recruiter. She's doing the work for me. And yes. Mox is just standing there, basically open mouthed. And he's like, I'm sorry, I thought you knew. And when presented with this, there's no denial. It's just, mm -hmm. I was ignorant about this. Okay, well, fuck the coach then. Let's fix this. Yep. And there is a scene yeah. in which he does. He ignores the coach and, and throws a, a touchdown pass to Wendell. Right. So the Yeah. Yeah. We have this series of conversations in the movie as, as, as Mox is moving up from second stringer doesn't give a shit about football to star quarterback playing the game, doing well, still butting heads with the coach to football still doesn't matter, but hey, it can kind of be fun. People just give me beer and don't tell me what to do. Although that is all he does with his insane amounts of privilege. Tweeter sure. is stealing cop cars and doing whatever. Yeah. James Vanderbeek gets a fucking six pack of beer wanders around town on foot drinking it and then shows up at his girlfriend's house to say, this is a weird situation and I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> yep, yep. It's it's actually pretty sweet. So he's, he's a good kid. Yeah, yeah. And like, even showing up at Darcy's for maybe sex, that makes, he's 18 and he's, he's 18, horny. It makes sense, yeah. <laughs> and he says, like, as he's going in there, like, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I've, I've got jewels, but we're not married. I'm 18. You know, he's he's recognizing all these things that, you know, this isn't right. But but then he comes around full circle to be like, hold on a second. Hold on a second. 
not so he's not perfect by any he's, means no but he's he's questioning all of this and thinking about mm-hmm. all of this and including his own positioning on well football means nothing i'm gonna get out of this town and anybody can get out of this town no we right. can't says billy bob no we can't says darcy and wendell says yeah i can but if i do all the work myself right and yeah. there's this realization it comes to the end of the movie where you have the final game and mm-hmm. usually the final game is the most okay oh, are they gonna win are they gonna get the championship what's gonna happen But the actual crux of the movie is, what is Mox going to do? You have this toxic coach who has told him, basically, I hear, I know you got into Brown, but I can fuck your world. I will Mm -hmm. mess with your transcripts. I will ruin your full ride. If you do not do exactly what I say, show up at that game and play the plays I tell you to play, I will end your future. Mm -hmm. And Mox goes to see Jules. Yeah. And he says, I don't know what to do. I mean, yeah. Okay, here's 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 the situation, or essentially, here's my privilege. Right. I do what the coach says. I go to Brown. I This is fine. It's just one night of my life. It doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. what happens if I do that? Like, let's look down the road. That right. means he keeps to, gets to keep doing what he's doing. What if my brother plays for him? What about the yeah. next Billy Bob? What about the next Lance whose knee gets fucked up? Like, right. it, this is, he's making, he's ruining real lives. Mm-hmm. And while I can have my freedom... My actions will just ensure that other people can't. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Yeah. And which is like a real like yeah. he's he's thinking about a problem. Like good good on you, Mox. You're, you're trying. Good on you, Mox. But Jules, Jules, yeah. Oh my god, it's such a good. There's no again any other movie. So much sympathy. She would she would give him a hug and say, "This is really hard." Not Jules. Mm-mm. Shut up, you whiner. Yep. Stop your goddamn whining, you fucking privileged white man. Do something about it then. Uh-huh. Or don't. I or don't, don't care. But don't but act don't. like you have no power in this situation because you right. do. Yeah, you're the one person who does right now. Mm-hmm. It's... I love that scene. Yeah. That scene is Jules speaking truth to power. Don't mm-hmm. whine at me. Mm-hmm. Do something if it's a problem. Yeah. Yep. And so that final game, the game doesn't, the game matters, but not because winning the game is important to the football movie of the, the, the he must be triumphant. It's super important. That's not it. And Mm-mm. it's actually, it's the speech that he gives to the team that's the most interesting to me. Yeah. Because you have the first half of the game, it's not going well. They're playing against a super hard team and Wendell gets injured this time. Right. And Coach Kilmer tries to convince him to take an injection, the same one that Lance took that eventually destroyed his knee. Yep. And they're trying to stop it from happening. Wendell's agreed Mm -hmm. to it to be a good team player, but Lance shows up. Don't do it, Wendell. It's not worth it. Mock Mm -hmm. shows up. Don't do it. (laughs) Billy Bob shows up. If that needle goes anywhere near his leg, I will rip off your arms and beat you to death with them. Yep. Good job, Billy Bob. And Mox finally says, fuck it. I'm not going on that field. I won't. Yeah. You if inject you, him, that, I'm done. Yeah, not doing it. Yeah. And Kilmer's and, like, I'll fuck up your brown shit then. And he and says, fine. Fine, do it. And then Kilmer says, well, Tweeter, you are now going to be the the um, quarterback. And Tweeter says, I'm not going to do it. And then Billy Bob says, I'm not going out. But yeah, it's a whole like. It's a whole I am I, Spartacus mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of situation. Exactly. But it's to this person who has been this 
terror, this all-powerful oh, yeah. terror. He can tell the cops what to do. He can tell the parents yes. what to do. He can tell the doctors what to do. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of kids stand up to him and say, no. No, stop. And it, and it works. Mm-hmm. And he just walks away a sad old man. Mm-hmm. But the work is not done there. Because it, he needs to be buried. Because the yes. only way to stop the abuse is for him to be buried. And he can't be buried unless they fucking win the game without him on the field. Right. Exactly. Yeah. To they prove that never he was to not purpose again. Yes, exactly. exactly. They have to prove that he served no purpose. Mm-hmm. It was never him. It was never about him. It was about them and their own talent. Yep. But... Mox knows that's not his crowd. His crowd yeah. isn't, let's fuck Kilmer, we have to win this game. His crowd is a bunch of high school players who have been indoctrinated into the system of football is life. He's like, okay. Yeah, he learned uh, from his conversation with Billy Bob. Exactly. And he's applying it. Yep. We're gods. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a wild speech. It's wild. <laughs> Let's go out there and be 24 minutes of football gods. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We can't be scared. There's no room for fear. Let's be heroes. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. I, I don't believe he means any of that. No. I believe it was, how do I motivate these people to do the thing that will be in their best interest without them knowing exactly what it is I'm asking them to do? It's... Mm-hmm massively manipulative extremely successful and just bizarre in the context of the movie unless you look at it through the lens we just laid out which is like yeah no that makes sense he's playing to the crowd he knows from all his conversations so good on you such a weird movie in the end you just get this you know the final cap off voiceover of wendell got his ride I went to Brown and never played football again. Lance is happy because he's he's now coaching football. It's it yeah. is this interesting yeah. sort of wrap up of lives without that being the message. It, it's right. the fact that he never played football again isn't the message. The fact that mm-hmm. Lance found his calling isn't the message. There, there's no, I don't know. It's it is this weird, weird ending. Yeah, that yeah. also is deeply satisfying because yeah, we have to bury this coach. Yeah, and they do. And he never coached again. And I'm doing it because my girlfriend made me realize after having talked to Wendell, Billy Bob, and Darcy, oh, I actually have a lot of power in this situation. And if I don't use it, I'm not the person I think I am. That is not what you expect out of a football movie, Amber. No. It's really... the, The conflict isn't even, oh, the being a star has gone to my head. Because that, that actually doesn't, doesn't even really happen. happen. And there's there's no conflict between him and Lance. Once his star rises and Lance's falls, he's he's the only one who goes to visit him. He's the only one that yeah. gives a shit about him. And Lance is just openly happy about that. It's yeah. The conflict is his own internal moral compass trying to decide how he wants to be and who he wants to be in this toxic, disturbing culture. Yeah, and, get, and learning and actually dealing with that learning by doing better. This is a very judgy movie about football. Sure. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with it, but you know. This is a sports ball movie that's like, oh, I don't know about the sports ball guys. Yeah. Let's look at some of the fallout from this. Yes. This movie is interesting. Yeah. 
So on the rock scale, what scale, what would you put it at, Amber? Regrettable, outstanding, crazy balls, K or solid? I hate this fucking scale. It makes no sense. I don't know what to call this movie. It's not crazy balls. It's not outstanding. It's probably solid. Is it solid? I guess technically of of, of the options, that's of the one the to go with. Delightful options, yeah. I find it it's it's a fine movie to watch. It makes me chuckle a few times, and it mm-hmm. definitely makes me think and surprises the shit out of me. It's it's the mm-hmm. anaconda of sports ball movies. It yes, exactly. Uh huh. This yeah. is a long episode because Varsity Blues surprised the shit out of me. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, wow. All right, solid. solid, solid Varsity Blues, solid with like. Some some secretly outstanding overtones to it. Yeah. I mean, it is by, by no means perfect. There are exploitative no. elements. There, there clearly are not enough people of color in this movie. No. They, Tweeter is creepy. He uses <laughs> the F word for gay. Yeah. I mean, there's, oh, yeah. there's, yeah, there's, it's not, yeah, by the way, it's not like, it's still a 1999 movie. It is 100% still a night. But there's, there is only one F bomb. And there, despite that, there does not seem to be a ton of homophobia. There's there's it, a lot of he, Yeah. He says that and then they don't they don't show homophobia. They do not. Which, which is, is really, really nice. In fact, the character who says that later comments that Mox's butt is a nice butt and they have mm-hmm. a nice chuckle. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's a good scene. Megan. Yes, Amber. Do you have an Issa story? Perhaps one about sports ball. Oh, I don't have any about sports ball. Yet. Yet. Um, God willing and the creek don't rise, those girls will play football. Yeah, oh boy. No, thank you. Um, so uh, I'd, I'd uh, uh, brought some some art stuff over to um, Abby and Maddie, and they were hanging out here. And uh, uh, Abby was um, saying, thank you so, 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 so much. And it was very sweet. And then Maddie came over and said, thank you a little much. And then she ran away. <laughs> wow thanks betty <laughs> it's okay did she mm-hmm. not like the art books does she not like you did she does she it's feel like you put in me. an effort but not enough of an effort she just wants you to stay hungry for it keep trying to earn her affections i think it's that latter one yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah she wants to keep you on your toes if if, if she so 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 much as you mm-hmm I mean, you're gonna you're gonna freaking I'm just gonna phone stop in the trying. next gift. Yeah, yeah. You don't want that. Nobody wants that. Way mm. to go, Maddie. KG. Yeah. Very, yeah. very Moxian of you. Yes. Play to your audience. Mm-hmm. Moxiavellian. Oh no, Amber. Do you have a recommendation? Not really. I'm I'm mm. gonna reiterate two that I think I've already made because I'm lazy and this episode is very long. Uh, James Vanderbeek is in this movie, so that obviously makes me think of Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23. If yes. you have not watched it yet, despite my early days recommendation, I don't understand. Please go do that. Don't don't pay attention to the name. The name is terrible. The show the name itself is, terrible. is hilarious. And in fact, despite the name, is some of the finest lady comedy I have ever seen with my two eyes. Yes. And, and James Vanderbeek plays... James, James Vanderbeek Van in this Absolutely. movie, yeah, yes. great got, characters. Kristen yeah. Ritter, it's Kristen so Ritter from uh, what's McCall it? Yeah, so funny, so clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Hi- highly recommend that. And then there was also, I mean, there was some great 90s music in this. Again, because it's an MTV movie, it is, it's not a music video. But yeah, there's going to be some offspring in there and some collective souls and some Aaliyah. Oh, mm-hmm. man. In the yeah. scene when he comes <laughs> over to maybe have sex with Darcy, Aaliyah's If Your Girl Only Knew is playing in the background. It's a little too on the nose, little but that track nose. slaps. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think cheating is funny. But that's, that track slaps, man. It does. So listen to some Aaliyah. She's on Spotify now. Do it. Do it, do it, do it. Watch Don't Trust the Bee and listen to Aaliyah. Don't do it at the same time because I want you to focus on each when you do it. I've already asked you to do these things, but since you haven't done them yet, I'm forced to ask you to do them again. Mm-hmm. Megan, do you have a recommendation? I do. I'm going to recommend Heartstopper. It's a Netflix series. Um, it's British um, coming of age story with um, essentially these um, uh, it kind of focuses on this like group of of, um, of kids and specifically two of them who are figuring out um, uh, uh, well one of them is already out as as gay and one of them is kind of figuring out if he's gay bisexual straight and it's about their connection and um, and it is super sweet. It is Amber. What's that movie? Booksmart. Wait, Booksmart was that the mm, movie? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know where it's like it gets to be like just slightly uncomfortable, like just slightly painful, and then and then it backs away. It's like oh, there's drama, but nothing terrible happens. And and that's what this feels like. And it's 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 pretty rare that you find a queer story where everything's okay at the end and in fact the characters are a little bit better at the end and nobody's trying to hurt each other in this movie and they are in this uh, show and and it's a solid group of friends who like their friendships aren't perfect but they work through the things that happen and like oh it's beautiful it's that like sounds, that sounds disorienting yeah it is a little bit whoa it's not gonna rip my heart out and show me trauma and tragedy and ooh, all of those things. It's just gonna yeah. kind of be sweet and mm-hmm. oh, weird. Yeah, yeah. So Heartstopper, it's fantastic. It's on Netflix. There's eight episodes. I think they're like twenty, twenty-five minutes long. Um, I, I will. Um, this is a shout out to uh, Phyllis and and Laurel and Helen who uh, all recommended it. Um, and uh, they got it right. And, uh, <gasps> no! <laughs> that is for me. You're right. That is for me and only me. You mm. take it back. I take it back. Thank they you. didn't get it right. Yeah. <laughs> Much better. Well, Megan, now that I'm in a good mood, mm-hmm. I had a lovely time with you. And I look forward to doing this, doing this again uh, at some later date when I am in the mood. Goodbye. Excellent. All right. And I'll close it up like I always do by saying stiff, stiffle, Mr. Mortis, rigor mortis has set in, flesh rock at oh, come on. Jack's magic beans told Tommy mushroom on a stick. Anyway. That was a fucking reach. <laughs> yes. That was a that was a reach. Okay. It's always Amber. Amber, here's the secret. 
It's always a fucking reach. Whatever. It's a stupid bit I do at the end of the show. This time you just ripped it right from the movie. And he was describing erections. Yeah. Also, you didn't say Pedro, the one that he says with like a little glint in his eye. Yes, I didn't. I didn't. Finish he refers out the to his male erection as Pedro. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what you wanted to end this lovely episode on a list of jargon mm-hmm. about the male erection. Yep. Do you feel better? Do you feel good? I don't say I feel good, but uh, it's it's rare that there's a quote from the movie that has the word rock in it. It had the word rocket in it. <laughs> rocket. Yeah. You're a monster. Goodbye, man. Bye, Embers. Bye.